3D games, photos, entertainment, and more. No glasses required. Nintendo 3DS. Take a look inside. Why do we play 3DS? Yeah. Because battles can happen anywhere. Because playing in the dark is so awesome, it's scary. Whoa. <laughs> because driving your family crazy is crazy fun. Oh. Because visiting our friends is just the best. Duh. <laughs> Why do we play 3DS? Because it's Nintendo. Why do you play? Nintendo 3DS and 2DS bring games, characters, and friends together. Games rated E for everyone. Super Nintendo Podcast, your source for all things Nintendo. I am Eric, aka Suior, and today is the end of the DS era for Nintendo. So we're going to be covering the 3DS today, but I wanted to take a minute and apologize for how late this episode is. Uh, <laughs> we've had holiday weekends, we've had issues with our internet, but we're here now. And we are going to get this episode covered. And uh, yeah, so anyway, let's get to the news. So last episode, I talked about how there are mystery codes for Sword and Shield that have been released uh, one by one. And right now you can pick up Ash's Gengar in Sword and Shield. So go uh, check out the article that I posted in the last episode, it should direct you to the code you need to pick up Ash's Gengar. So yeah, that uh, it's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so um, speaking of things being released, Wave Race has been released on the N64 uh, lineup, if you've got the expansion pack for that. And tomorrow, Splatoon 3 drops. So uh, if you're a fan of Splatoon, definitely, definitely, hopefully you've been taking advantage of the trial and the Splatfest that's been going on. So I know the good people at the Nintendads have been playing a lot of that. They've been streaming it. So go check out their streams also. They stream on Facebook Gaming. So shout out to those guys. They are good friends of the show. And let's see, there is a uh, response. So the PS5 recently got a price increase and Nintendo decided to comment on that. They said, and I quote, while we cannot comment on pricing strategies, we currently do not have any plans to change the price of our our hardware due to inflation or increased procurement uh, costs in each country. This is from Shintaro Furukawa, Furukawa, and uh, he also says we will determine our future pricing strategies through careful and continued deliberations so <laughs> um, yeah I guess that means that uh, Nintendo is not changing anything as of right now so that's good um, there are I've been seeing a lot of rumors about Wind Waker and Twilight Princess coming. Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, 
there seems to always be a rumor that there's going to be a re-release of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, and I hope it's true, but I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. There, there's rumors that there's going to be a direct this month, and it's going to be announced then. Um, who knows? I, like I said, I hope it's true, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. So, um, I, I've mentioned before that my wife will send me articles sometimes that she thinks are interesting, and she sent me a couple in the last few weeks since the last episode, and the first one is that there's a collector who has every single console that's ever been released and he is now putting it all on sale so this is a yahoo news article and yeah it's every gaming console in the last 50 years he's selling it on ebay and i i mean i i don't know i mean He's wanting close to a million dollars for everything. I hope he'd be willing to sell it piece by piece, but um, <laughs> that I don't even want to know how much money he spent on all this. But he has all the models, all the colors, all the all the versions, including limited editions, um, things that can only be won from contests. So he's put a lot of work into all this, but there's between 200 and 300 consoles that can no longer be found and he suggests that the collection could be sold to a museum uh the collector goes by kauri k-a-o-r-i 30 uh kauri 30 so yeah i don't even want to know how much uh money he spent on this and the the comments are really funny um there's a guy who said to him it's worth 98 or nine hundred seventy eight thousand dollars uh to me it's worth a hundred thousand dollars to rick at pawn stars it's worth 69 dollars and to the dude at gamestop it's worth 17 in store credit <laughs> um not wrong there um, there's also another article that she sent me recently that there's a, a Canadian gamer, um, a Canadian esports gamer, who has a very rare achievement, and that is that he's beaten every single N64 game in history. So uh, there's a picture here of him holding Super Mario 64, and you can see his collection behind him. And yeah, he he's beaten every single N sixty four game um, on hard, nonetheless. Uh, he crowns himself the king uh, as N sixty four king after completing two hundred and ninety six games on hard. Um, I wow. Um, so. Um, there's a challenge here. You, uh, you kill the final boss, an opponent, and confirm their victory, but that doesn't complete the game. Um, however, others try to figure out every possible way to reach a showdown um, if they feel the game is incomplete. So he faced an issue during the Legend of Zelda series as questions kept popping up regarding 
what just counts as completion and yeah um there are so many different things in the legend of zelda that you need to do or i mean i guess they're not need you don't need to do but they're optional so is it is completing the game just beating the final boss or is it completing all of the collections like all of the golden sculptures or uh collecting every single piece uh, like heart piece to get all the heart containers like but uh, regardless he completed everything so props to this guy his name is sam um give me a second here let me find his last name okay so his gamer tag is actually ace gamer sam so i don't have what his shoot name is his uh birth name but he goes by ace gamer sam um, so props to Sam here. That's a hell of an achievement. Uh, just even getting every single N64 game is a challenge, let alone beating every single one of them on hard. So, um, I've got another article here. It's, uh, Nintendo Switch accessories that are a waste of money. Um, some of these I agree with, some of them I don't. So let's let's go through these here. So there's Nintendo Labo, which was a quote unquote virtual reality thing. So it's a <laughs> it's basically uh, well one of them is, but they're like they're cardboard that you can put your Joy Cons in. There was one that kind of acted like virtual reality. It, it's basically a cardboard box that. You, flat, you formed into goggles. Um, some of them were different, but yeah, I mean, it, it's fucking cardboard. Like, you're spending so much money on cardboard. Um, the other one is, another one is the Joy-Con wheel. I think that's kind of true also. It's a piece of plastic that you put your Joy-Con in that pretends to be a steering wheel. It's unnecessary. You don't need it to play Mario Kart. Um, yeah, another one is Pokeball Plus. This one I half agree with. Uh, the Pokeball Plus it came out with the Let's Go games, and it's a controller, but it also comes with a Pokemon. So you get a free Pokemon with it. Um, you can also use it for Pokemon Go, but um, I mean, it essentially is a fancy controller. Um, another one they list here is battery packs. I, I don't know how much I agree with this either. Um, I mean, it is kind of pointless because you just hook your Joy-Cons onto your Switch to charge them. But if you have extra Joy-Cons, then yeah, I could see that. Um, like if you have extra Joy, like if you bought a separate set of Joy-Cons, then yeah, I could see the need for that because you don't want to keep. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's basically a fancy charger. Um, here's one I haven't heard of. It's the M Classic Plug and Play Graphics Enhancer. So it turned it basically. It's supposed to give your graphics a boost. Um, so it's an HDMI port um, that you can also. Uh, yeah, it's it's. It picks up a video signal for your HDMI, and it's not doing any initial processing, but 
I don't know. I... The next one is thumb cap or thumbstick caps, and I don't think that these are a waste of money because dirt and shit can get in the little crevices in your thumbstick. So it kind of, it helps keep it clean. I mean, yeah, you should be wiping your switch down once in a while anyway, but um, I don't think they're really a waste of money and they're not expensive, so why not? The next one I think is very controversial and that is Amiibo. I don't think that these are a waste of money. Um, well, some of them are. But some of them do get you pretty nice in-game content. Um, especially if you're playing something like Super Smash Brothers or Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah, Breath of the Wild, it got you a lot of in-game content. And if you're playing Skyrim on the Switch, it'll get you items there also. Like... You'll get the champion's tunic and the Hylian or the Hylian shield and the master sword in game, and these are all upgradable. So I don't understand why this article says that amiibo is a waste of money because they they do get you things. It's not like it's just sitting on your shelf. Um, yeah, Breath of the Wild really um, took advantage of amiibo. It got you so many different outfits. And then it also got you food and um, weapons and things like that. So I don't know why this is saying that Amiibos are a waste of money. Um, the one that's listed after this is the dust cover. Um, you just pop it over your dock when you're not playing it. So I don't know. Um, take that for what you will. Uh, this here is listing a keyboard, so you can put a keyboard where your tablet goes. I, I don't know what the point of that is. Um, if you're trying to, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know why you would need a keyboard to hook onto your Joy-Cons. So, uh, yeah, it's a third-party wired keyboard. Okay, I don't know. Um, and then finally, we have a screen magnifier. So, I, I don't know what, like, why you would need a screen magnifier if you're playing in handheld. Unless your eyes just really suck. And if that's the case, then you probably need to up your prescription for your glasses or contacts. And if you're playing on docked mode it'll show up on the tv so yeah I, I definitely agree with it that's a waste of money um like i said some of these i agree with some of them i don't so there you have it uh hope you enjoyed that article i thought it was interesting um and then here is the last uh article that i have right now and it says that the Switch is rumored to get uh, one of 2021's best games, and that is It Takes Two. I have not played It Takes Two, but I've heard a lot of people say that it was a really fun game. And it's one that 
from what I've heard, you don't want to play solo. So if you have somebody to play with, great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have to check it out. I know it's on the Xbox Game Pass also. So, yeah, I'll have to check it out. And who knows, it may be coming to the Switch here soon. And then, again, I've also seen articles saying that the anniversary edition of Skyrim is coming to the Switch. Again, take that with a grain of salt. I don't know if that's true or not, but I keep hearing about it, and I keep seeing articles pop up um, more and more frequently saying that it's true. And if so, that's great. But again, I don't know exactly how they would go about doing that unless they give... Uh, there, there's two ways that I could see them going about um, giving the anniversary edition to the Switch, and that is either granting access to the Creation Club, because what the anniversary edition of uh, Skyrim is, is it's Skyrim, but it has all the Creation Club content uh, with it. So it would either come with it already preloaded, or it would give the... Um, it would give access to the Creation Club so you can go and download stuff from the Creation Club. And if that is the case, then that very well could mean that Fallout 4 could eventually come to the Switch. Because that also comes... Like, when Fallout 4 was first released, it already had a Creation Club um, set up. Skyrim didn't initially have the Creation Club. That came with the Special Edition. So, if this is true, then that is good news about a uh, an eventual Fallout 4 release on the Switch. And I hope that's true. But, time will tell. So, that is it as far as the news. Let's get into sales and deals here. So, right now... Um, like I said, there's, I think I mentioned this in the last episode, but there is uh, double gold points for the digital version of the of Splatoon 3. So if you pick up Splatoon 3 anywhere from now until September 30th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time, then you will get double gold points. So take advantage of that if you're a fan of, of uh, Splatoon. Um, next up, we got the Jackbox, game, Jackbox Games Labor Day weekend sale. So that actually ends today as I'm recording this on September 8th. So if you haven't already uh, taken advantage of this, uh, you might miss it. So um, there is an NIS America end of summer sale. So any so this uh, is games like World's End Club. Um, Sikio, uh, Shooting Stars Alpha, Mad Rat Red, um, I don't recognize any of these games, uh, Fallen Legion, Disgaea, um, I think is how you pronounce that, yeah, I don't recognize any of this, but if you know any games from NIS America, uh, from now until September 18th, you get up to 90% off, um, and that is also 11.59 Pacific time, so yeah, I don't, I don't, personally recognize any of these games um so i probably won't be taking advantage of that uh let's see next up we have uh, warner brothers sale that goes through 
September 24th, so this is a lot of Lego games and Mortal Kombat, uh, Scribble Knots, and you could save up to 85%, it looks like, depending on the game. So definitely, definitely take advantage of that. So and that is really it as far as the big sales that are going on right now. Um, Coming up, uh, well, also uh, new releases. We've got uh, the Cowabunga edition of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, and I have definitely been looking forward to that. I haven't picked it up yet, um, but I definitely will be picking it up very soon. Bayonetta still doesn't have a date, I don't think, but it's available for pre-order. You can also pre-order the ninth gen Pokemon games, uh, Scarlet and Violet. Sonic Frontiers, I know, is coming out soon. Uh, the new Mario and Rabbids game, you can also pre-order that. No Man's Sky is coming to the Switch soon. Uh, it's available for pre-order. I know a lot of people who are having a lot of fun with that. I'm looking at you, KDB, uh, among others. Uh, Minecraft Legends uh, says it's coming out next year. Still don't know when that's coming. Um... Yeah, that looks to be about it right now. There's a lot of stuff that says it's available or it's coming soon or available for uh, available next year or this holiday season, but they don't have specific dates. So as far as what I have been playing lately, I actually played some Breath of the Wild, or not Breath of the Wild, but Skyward Sword. So I have now completed two out of three trials for the Sacred Fire. And I played with the motion controls. So up until now, I've been playing in button only because my Joy-Cons were out of commission. But they came back, as you all know. Uh, I, got, I got the right one fixed. So the motion controls are now accessible to me and i actually prefer motion controls i know a lot of people stayed away from skyward sword because they were like oh the motion it's got motion controls and they really it's one of those nintendo things where uh, they have something uh, new for a specific console because yeah uh twilight princess was on the switch or not the switch but the um the Wii, the original Wii, but it also had a GameCube release. Kind of like how Breath of the Wild was also available on the Wii U, but it also had a Switch release. So Skyward Sword was the first Zelda game released specifically on the Wii. So there was motion controls, but they also had this little thing that you plugged into the back of your uh, Wii remote that kind of kicked up the motion controls up a notch, so it tracked all of your movement, not just specific directions like up or down or left or right or like thrusting forward, whatever. Um, and that actually, like, they incorporated that into the Joy-Cons. And I actually thought it made a lot of sense um, to you use the right uh, Joy-Con to track the sword movement and then the left one for your shield. So if you're wanting to block something, you kind of you know, use your, you shake your 
left Joy-Con and if you, you like your there's a lot of uh, enemies and challenges where you have to swing your sword or whip or whatever in a specific direction like certain enemies will be blocking at a certain spot so you have to get around that or you need to like you use your master sword as a key so i actually really like i tried that trial in button only mode a couple of times and it I was having issues, but once I tried it with the motion controls, it went just fine. So, yeah, um, I don't know why people hated the motion controls so much, because I think it was actually a good thing. So, but that's just me. And, yeah, that's really about all I've been playing lately on the, the Switch. Um, anyway, I hope that you enjoyed the ads the 3ds ads that i included normally i include one but i couldn't really decide between the two that i chose the one that i uh the that wasn't the holiday one um just imagine thing like there's a, a 3ds on the counter and things are coming up out of it in like like a hologram so that kind of was how they were uh, conveying the 3D and the 3DS. So I thought it was interesting. Um, I know it's kind of hard in an audio-only format to... Uh, you can't see what the images are. But anyway, just uh, kind of picture that. So anyway, let it, let's get into what today's topic is, and that is the 3DS. So let's talk about the 3DS. So the 3DS is the eighth generation of Nintendo handheld systems, and it was released on February 26th of 2011 in Japan, March 25th of 2011 in Europe and the UK, and March 27th in North America in Canada, which Canada is part of North America. I don't know why it uh, specified that. And it also released on March 31st of 2011 in Australia. And it was the competition for the PlayStation Vita during its lifetime. So this succeeds the first Nintendo DS line of systems, which includes the original DS, the DS Lite, the DSi, and the DSi XL. And the most noteworthy, noteworthy, easy for me to say, feature of this uh, system is the ability of the upper screen to display 3D without the need for glasses. And this technique is known as audio stereoscopy. Audio auto stereoscopy. That is really difficult to say. Auto stereoscopy. I think it's like the way you pronounce that. So this is backwards compatible with the original DS games, but um, those games aren't displayed 3D, obviously, because they don't have that uh, design feature in the games, but um, unfortunately, you can't play Game Boy Advance games on these, uh, which would have been really nice. Unfortunately, that's not the case. So, let's get into a little bit of the development of uh, 
with this. So this is actually not Nintendo's first experimentation with 3D technology. Um, I think if you remember my Virtual Boy um, episode, they tried it with that, but that was ultimately a huge failure. And, you know, that system didn't even last a year. Um, there was also some games that had kind of a, a pseudo 3D, kind of like uh, Wolfenstein 3D or Doom. Like, Wolfenstein 3D was on the Super Nintendo and the Super Famicom. Um, games like Star Fox had a chip that kind of boosted that and kind of did pseudo 3D. So there were conversations between Nintendo president Hiroshi Yamauchi and uh, Gunpai Yokoi, which I've mentioned in another episode, and uh, also Satoru Iwata and Shigeru Miyamoto. And they kind of um, just shared ideas with each other. And, you know, eventually the game, the Nintendo 64 came out. There were, the, you know, there was the GameCube. But it wasn't until the, um, like, true 3D, like, the, I mean, the 3DS uh, for handhelds, and the uh, summer of 2008, Hideki Kono came aboard as the overall producer of the 3DS, and he's known for Mario Kart and Dogs. And he uh, helped lead the uh, research and engineering team to developing the 3DS. So with the 3DS, there's a switch where you can turn it on and off, which not all games use it. Um, I want to say that the Pokemon 6th generation games said that it had 3D capabilities, but it really wasn't anything to boast about. Like, I didn't even really notice. Um, when the uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask uh, DS remakes came about, I did notice it. That was really cool to see uh, in certain places, in particular, like moving these blocks around for the Ocarina of Time puzzles. Like, it, it was really noticeable. But not all games are like that, and some games don't, for those systems don't even use it at all. But it is nice uh, when certain things take advantage of it, and there's also uh, AR uh, games that kind of come with the 3DS, um, augmented reality. Um, so that's kind of cool to see. Apparently, there was also a Famicom 3D system that Nintendo put out, but it uh, really didn't last all that long. So, the, I mean, there's just really not a whole lot there. It kind—it almost kind of looks like the Virtual Boy. So, yeah, there's really not a whole lot to say about that. Um, another nice thing about the 3DS was that it added the uh, 
like a, a, a circle uh, movement. So instead of just moving in four different directions, you can move however you want to. It is called an analog circle. Um, it's referred to as a circle pad, um, which was a first for these systems. Uh, the 3DS also had gyroscopic controls for certain things, which is really cool. So if you're playing Zelda, uh, you can aim where your arrow is going to go or the hookshot, which is really helpful. Um, the 3DS also has Street Pass, which is also a new feature. So basically it just gathers information from uh, like when other people who have a 3DS are in range. So basically, and you can use this for like the Me games, which there is one that kind of comes with the 3DS. Now, this is something that you can turn on and off, so if you don't want somebody gathering that sort of information, they don't, you don't have to let them. But um, there are some really fun Me games, and the 3DS also, the eShop for the 3DS has Virtual Console, so that is something that I really wish was still a thing. So. I mean, I guess it kind of is with the Nintendo Switch Online, but unfortunately the eShop is shutting down. But I, but you can buy like old NES and Game Boy games now. SNES games and you know those are only available on the 3DS XL and the 2DS XL models. So. Uh, when I had my three my 3DS, I could only play a game like Earthbound or uh, Super Mario World if I had the 3DS. So, with my history for the 3DS, I hadn't I'd never had a DS before, but I always wanted one. So eventually I was like, you know what, I'm gonna get one. So at the time I worked on, or I worked at a restaurant, it was a, a Jewish deli in the Indy area called Shapiro's. And I was a cashier. So I got, like everybody who worked there got tips, but the cashier can charm the pants off of the uh, customers and get cash tips as well. Now, the way the tip system worked there is the cashier got all of the cash tips and then a portion of the electronic tips. So, of course, I'm going to turn my charm up to 11, if I do say so myself. And I use tip money to buy a 2DS. Now, the 2DS is a little bit different than the 3DS. It doesn't have the 3D feature and it also is not a clamshell uh, system like the 3DS so it doesn't you don't open it and close it it has an on off button and <laughs> it, it, you really needed a protector for this thing um, for the lack of uh, you know, for a better description it kind of looks like a tiger electronic game 
a little bit bigger than one of those. But if you know what a Tiger Electronic game is, it's the same sort of shape. So you could not get SNES games from the Virtual Console on the 2DS. But you could play other games, like you could play the 3DS games, just not in 3D. So, you know, I, I played games like uh, the 6th and 7th gen Pokemon games and some Zelda games, but it didn't have the 3D feature, and I really wanted the 3D feature. So I decided to work my ass off again at that job. And I mean, the, the restaurant was a side job, really. So I only worked like, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 hours a week there. But I was able to get enough money to buy a 3DS XL in a month or two uh, with the, the, the way I was getting tips at that, that restaurant. And I loved my 3DS. I had it for a, quite a while. Unfortunately, I don't have it anymore. But the 3D feature, like I said, some games, it was, certain games, it was a hit or miss. Um, whether or not the 3D was used well. Um, like I said, the 6th gen Pokemon games, it really wasn't even noticeable. But... Um, the games, some games really did use it well, and it was really cool to play Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on this system again. Um, I never really got into Majora's Mask, unfortunately, but Ocarina of Time, I had a lot of fun playing that on the 3DS. And then there's the Super Smash Brothers game on the 3DS, uh, I think it was, uh, Smash 4. It was like a port of Smash 4. But it was still really fun. And yeah, I, I really miss having it. It was a great little system. So let's talk about some of the other things that were featured on. So this system also featured Amiibo support. So I mentioned Super Smash Brothers on the 3DS. So if you get a certain like Smash Brothers amiibo, you can get some extra costumes and other things like you can train your fighters. Um, games like Animal Crossing New Leaf, you can bring uh, certain villagers in. It was pretty cool. I also mentioned earlier the whole me feature. So you do create a me, and you can bring these me's into Super Smash Brothers as well. Not to mention the me games that come with the system. Um, another thing that I should mention is the storage. Like this, for the lack of a better word, you have a memory card. So the memory cards are SD cards, not uh, with, with Yes, with the 2DS, you actually use the whole SD card, but with the 3DS XL, it is a micro SD, kind of like what you use for the Switch. And if you happen to change your uh, system, kind of like I did going from the 2DS to the 3DS XL, um, you, it saves everything, so you 
your entire save game is on that uh, SD card. So the there are different models of the 3DS. So I mentioned the there's the 2DS, there's the original 3DS, there is the 3DS XL, and now there since then there has been a 2DS XL which is a clamshell system, unlike the original 2DS. So, um, yeah, basically they just, I guess maybe they just thought that the 3D uh, system kind of lost its charm. Um, it is cool to have a 3D effect without the use of 3D glasses, but maybe they just felt that it was more trouble than it was worth eventually and it just you know certain games did use it well but not all of them did so yeah I guess maybe they just thought it was more trouble than it's worth so here's some trivia this is the first Nintendo handheld console not counting the DSXI or I'm sorry the DSI um, and also the, the I mean I guess not counting the DSi, but since the Game Boy Color not to feature a Mario game on its launch date. That is interesting, because Mario usually is kind of a pack-in title for these systems. Um, I should also mention that my 2DS came with, uh, was it Mario Kart 7? So that was kind of cool. Yeah, it was a, a download code, essentially. Here's another trivia fact. The new 3DS and 3DS XL were released 10 days after the DSi and the DSi XL were discontinued. And also, this is the first system whose Mario Tennis game was released before Mario Golf. I guess that was something of note. So, let's talk about the top-selling games for this system. Now, Usually these are numbered and have these sales with them. That is not the case with this list. I'm not sure why. So I will just go down the list uh, as it's as it's listed, as opposed to the number of sales. So the first one listed here is Pokemon X and Y. And I really enjoyed the 6th gen Pokemon games. I had Y. So I got Eventil as my legendary. I would have loved to have gone through that again with um, Xerneas. Um, but yeah, I had Eventil. And I thought that the 6th gen Pokemon... I mean, you can go back and listen to my 6th gen um, episode. But... I thought that the team for that one was kind of lackluster. Uh, team Flare. It's just a bunch of gingers. I'm not kidding. Uh, red suits, like bright red suits, bright red hair, glasses. And when I first heard the name Team Flare, I was like, oh, you know, maybe it's all about fire and cleansing with fire, you know, new world. No, it's just a bunch of gingers who care about fashion. That is the type of flair that they were talking about. Flair, as in, you know, flair for fashion. 
So I thought that Team Flare was kind of a joke. Um, Lysander certainly wasn't. Lysander was evil and um, <laughs> definitely dangerous, but the team itself was kind of a joke. Uh, let's see, Mario Kart 7 is the next one listed. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, Mario 3D Land is the one listed next. I did have that for a little bit. I thought it was kind of cool. I didn't really play it for too long, but what I did play was a lot of fun. Next up is Nintendogs Plus Cats, and after that is Monster Hunter 3G. I don't think I played that one. Um, after that is New Super Mario Bros. 2. Then we got Animal Crossing New Leaf, which is the one I played. Um, played for a bit. Animal Crossing is a game that I can play for a little bit and then I get kind of bored. Because it... I don't know. Um, I thought it was fun for a bit, but I didn't stick with it for too long. And then we've got uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, which I did have for a while. That was really fun. And then we got Monster Hunter 4. And we got Tamadachi Life. I'm not familiar with either of those. And I'm not familiar with Yokai Watch 2, which is the next one listed. Now, after this is a game I'm really familiar with. And I had both of these. I had Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Um, if you know anything about my Pokemon history, you know that Gen 3 is my all-time favorite Gen uh, for Pokemon. I love me some Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald. And to play the remakes of these was amazing. Um, to the point where I actually did buy both versions of the game so I could have Groudon and Kyogre. Um, not to mention dealing with both Team uh, Magma and Team Aqua. Which you kind of do anyway, but you focus on one specific one. What I thought was interesting about these was they kind of acknowledged the previous incarnations of these games. So it is Ruby and Sapphire. It's the Hoenn region, but it does mention that it's it, the, these events take place after the original games. So you see gems kind of redone uh, compared to the previous incarnation of these games. So it was really cool. Uh, another, uh, the one listed after this is uh, Super Smash Brothers, uh, which I talked quite a bit about. And then we, I mentioned Ocarina of Time 3D earlier quite a bit also. And then the last game on this list is uh, oh, Zelda A Link Between Worlds. Now, I did play this game quite a bit. I never finished it. I wish I did, but I thought that the portrait mechanic like turning yourself in you know to 2d and moving along the wall was a really cool gimmick so yeah i would love to play that game again unfortunately it's only on the 3ds so i have no chance of playing it i do want to mention though that this game um i think i got it it became a nintendo select so it's it dropped in price once it became a Nintendo Select title. So I want to say the normal, like, so 
a brand new 3DS game is about $40 and Nintendo Select games are 20 So it was, I, I think I might have bought that before it became a Nintendo Select and then right after I picked it up it did. So I was not happy about that. But a uh, very good list of games here. I played most of those. So yeah, uh, if you have any games that you think should have been on this list as games that you love playing on the 3DS but I guess didn't crack the top 10, let me know. So anyway, um, yeah, I really hate the fact that the eShop is closing. So I guess if I did pick up another uh, 3DS... I wouldn't be able to use the eShop, which really sucks. Um, I just I think that they're doing a disservice for, to their fans by doing this. Like maybe they have a good reason. I doubt it. Maybe they, just, they probably in my mind they probably just don't want to deal with it anymore. So I mean, in the 3DS XL has been discontinued. So you're going to have to go to a used game shop if you want one at this point. So anyway, um, love the system and I wish I had one still. Anyway, uh, I think I'm going to wrap this up because at this point I'm kind of rambling. So yeah, great system. Unfortunately, um, it's I guess not really a thing anymore. You can at least not new. And yeah, just uh, had a lot of fun with it. So yeah, I think that about does it for this episode. I'd like to thank the Hive as always for sponsoring this podcast. And if you'd like to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at iangold08. I have recently started posting on my uh, TikTok again. So it's TikTok. Uh, my handle is Sulior posted a lot of gameplay videos recently nothing from the switch because i don't really know how you would go about doing that unless you hold your phone in front of your switch and start record uh yeah but yeah definitely go check out check out my tiktok uh you can find mr kdb also on uh, twitter and instagram i'll drop his handles in the show notes and yeah, just, uh, oh, also the, the show's handle, I forgot to mention that, is Nintendo P. You can find that on Twitter and Instagram as well. And yeah, that about does it for this episode. So, as always, stay tuned for more Nintendo.